Section three of Tales from Dickens. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Highland Oaks. Tales from Dickens by Hallie Ermini Revis. The Old Curiosity Shop. The Search. It is not to be supposed, of course that the flight of little nell and her grandfather from the old curiosity shop was not noticed all of the time while they were wandering about homeless and wretched more than one went searching everywhere for them without success one of these was quilp the ugly dwarf he had loaned the grandfather more money than the shop would bring and he made up his mind now that the old man had a secret hoard somewhere which might be his if he could find it he soon learned that if kit knew anything about it he would not tell so he and his lawyer a slick oily rascal named brass made many plans for finding them but for a long time quilp could get no trace another who tried to find them was a curious lodger who roomed in brass's house he seemed to have plenty of money but was very eccentric nobody knew his name so they called him the stranger he kept in his room a big box-like trunk in which was a silver stove that he used to cook his meals the stove had a lot of little openings in one he would put an egg in another some coffee in another a piece of meat and in the fourth some water then he would light a lamp that stood under it and in five minutes the egg would be cooked the coffee boiled and the meat done all ready to eat he was the queerest sort of boarder the strangest habit he had was this he seemed to be very fond of punch and judy shows and whenever he heard one on the street he would run out without his hat make the showman perform in front of the house and then invite them to his rooms where he would question them for a long time this habit used to puzzle both brass and quilp the dwarf and they never could guess why he did it the truth was the mysterious stranger was a long missing brother of little nell's grandfather a misunderstanding had come between them many years before when both were young men the younger had become a traveller in many countries and had never seen his brother since but he dreamed often of the days when they had been children and at last he forgot the thing that had driven them apart he had come back now to england a rich man to find the other had vanished with little nell his grandchild he had soon learned the story of their misfortune and how the fear of quilp had driven them away after much inquiry he had discovered they had been seen with a punch and judy show and now he was trying to find the showman and finally in this way he did find the very same pair the wanderers had met he learned from them all they could tell him that the child and the old man had disappeared at the fair and that since then so they had heard a pair resembling them had been seen with the jarley waxwork exhibition the stranger easily discovered where mrs jarley was and determined to set out to her at once but he remembered that his brother little nell's grandfather could not be expected to know him after all the years he had been gone and as for little nell herself she had never seen him and he was afraid if they heard a strange man had come for them they would take fright and run away again so he tried to find someone they had loved to go with him to show that he intended only kindness he was not long in hearing of kit who had found a situation as footman and he gained his employer's leave to take the lad with him when kit learned that the stranger had discovered where little nell was he was overjoyed but he knew he himself was not the one to go because before they disappeared she had told him he must never come to the old curiosity shop again 
and that her grandfather blamed him as the cause of their misfortune but kit promised the stranger that his mother should go in his place and went to tell her at once kit found his mother was at church but the matter was so urgent that he went straight to the pew and brought her out which caused even the minister to pause in his sermon and made all the congregation look surprised kit took her home packed her box and bundled her into the coach which the stranger brought and away they went to find the wanderers now quilp had all along suspected that kit and his mother knew something of their whereabouts and he had made it his business to watch either one or the other the dwarf in fact was in the church when kit came for his mother and he followed when she left with the stranger he took another coach and pursued feeling certain he was on the right track but they were all too late when the stranger found mrs jarley next day she could only tell him that little nell and her grandfather had disappeared again and he had to return with kit's mother much discouraged to london the part kit had played in this made the dwarf hate him if possible more than ever and he agreed to pay brass his rascally lawyer to ruin the lad by making a false charge of theft against him one day when kit came to brass's house to see the stranger who lodged upstairs the lawyer cunningly hid a five-pound note in the lad's hat and as soon as he left ran after him seized him in the street and accused him of taking it from his office desk kit was arrested and the note of course was found on his person the evidence seemed so strong that the poor fellow was quickly tried found guilty and sentenced to prison for a long time all might have gone wrong but for a little maid-servant of brasses whom the lawyer had starved and mistreated for years he used to keep her locked in the mouldy cellar and gave her so little to eat that she would creep into the office at night she had found a key that fitted the door to pick up the bits of bread that dick swiveller brass's clerk had left when he ate his luncheon one night while this little drudge was prowling about above stairs she overheard brass telling his sister sally who was his partner in colder and crueler and more wicked even than he was the trick he was going to play after kit was arrested she ran away from brass's house and told her story to kit's employer who had all along believed in his innocence brass in the meantime had gone to quilp to get his reward for this evil deed but the terrible dwarf now only laughed at him and pretended to remember nothing at all about the bargain this so enraged the lawyer that when he was brought face to face with the little maid's evidence and found that he himself was caught he made full confession of the part quilp had played and told the whole story to revenge himself on the dwarf officers were sent at once to arrest quilp at a dingy dwelling on a wharf in the river where he often slept with the object of terrifying his wife by his long absences here he had set up the battered figurehead of a wrecked ship and imagining that its face resembled that of kit whom he so fiendishly hated he used to amuse himself by screwing gimlets into its breast sticking forks into its eyes and beating it with a poker a few minutes before the officers arrived the dwarf received warning from sally brass but he had no time to get away when he heard the knocking on the gates and knew that the law he had so long defied was at last upon him he fell into a panic and did not know which way to turn he tried to cover the light of the fire but only succeeded in upsetting the stove then he ran out of the house on to the dock in the darkness it was a black foggy night and he could not see a foot before him he thought he could climb over the wall to the next wharf and so escape but in his fright he missed his way and fell over the edge of the platform into the swift flowing river he screamed in terror but the water filled his throat and the knocking on the gates was so loud that no one heard him the water swept him close to a ship 
but its keel was smooth and slippery and there was nothing to cling to he had been so wicked that he was afraid to die and he fought desperately but the rapid tide smothered his cries and dragged him down to death the waves threw his drowned body finally on the edge of a dismal swamp in the red glare of the blazing ruin which the overturned stove that night made of the building in which he had framed his evil plots and this was the end of quilp the dwarf as for kit he found himself all at once not only free but a hero his employer came to the jail to tell him that he was free and that everyone knew now of his innocence and they made him eat and drink and everybody shook hands with him then he was put into a coach and they drove straight home where his mother was waiting to kiss him and cry over him with joy and last but by no means least of all his new good fortune he learned then that the stranger who had been searching so long for little nell and her grandfather had found certainly where they were and that kit was to go with him and his employer at once and bring them back again to london they started the next day and on the long road they talked much of little nell and the strange chance by which the lost had been found a gentleman who lived in the village to which they were now bound who had himself been kind to the child and to the old man whom the new schoolmaster had brought with him had written of the pair to kit's employer and the letter had been the lost clue so long sought to their hiding-place snow began falling as the daylight wore away and the coach-wheels made no noise all night and all the next day they rode and it was midnight before they came to the town where the two wanderers had taken refuge the village was very still and the air was frosty and cold only a single light was to be seen coming from a window beside a church this was the house which the stranger knew sheltered those they sought but both he and kit felt a strange fear as they saw that light the only one in the whole village they left the driver to take the horses to the inn and approach the building afoot they went quite close and looked through the window in the room an old man bent low over a fire crooning to himself and kit seeing that it was his old master opened the door ran in knelt by him and caught his hand the old grandfather did not recognize kit he believed him to be a spirit as he thought many spirits had talked to him that day he was much changed and it seemed as if some great blow or grief had crazed him he had a dress of little nell's in his hand and smoothed and patted it as he muttered that she had been asleep asleep a long time now and was marble cold and would not wake her little homely dress he said and see here these shoes how worn they are you see where her feet went bare upon the ground they told me afterward that the stones had cut and bruised them she never told me that no no god bless her and i have remembered since how she walked behind me that i might not see how lame she was but yet she had my hand in hers and seemed to lead me still so he muttered on and the cheeks of the others were wet with tears for they had begun to understand the sad truth kit could not speak but the stranger did you speak of little nell he said do you remember long ago another child too who loved you when you were a child yourself say that you had a brother long forgotten who now at last came back to you to be what you were then to him give me but one word dear brother to say you know me and life will still be precious to us again the old man shook his head for grief had killed all memory pushing them aside he went into the next room calling little nell's name softly as he went they followed kit sobbed as they entered for there on her bed little nell lay dead dear gentle patient noble nell the schoolmaster told them of her last hours they had read and talked to her a while and then she had sunk peacefully to sleep they knew by what she said in her dreams that they were of her wanderings 
and of the people who had helped them for often she whispered god bless you and she spoke once of beautiful music that was in the air opening her eyes at last she begged that they would kiss her once again that done she turned to the old man with a lovely smile on her face such he said as he had never seen and threw both arms about his neck they did not know at first that she was dead they laid little nell to rest the next day in the churchyard where she had so often sat the old man never realized quite what happened he thought she would come back to him some day and that then they would go away together he used to sit beside her grave and watch for her each afternoon one day he did not return at the usual hour and they went to look for him he was lying dead upon the stone they buried him beside the child he had loved and there in the churchyard where they had often talked together they both lie side by side none of those who had known little nell ever forgot her story after the death of the old man his brother the stranger who had sought them so long travelled in the footsteps of the two wanderers to search out and reward all who had been kind to them mrs jarley of the waxwork the punch and judy showman he found them all even the rough canal boatmen were not forgotten kit's story got abroad and he found himself with hosts of friends who gave him a good position and secured his mother from want so that his greatest misfortune turned out after all to be his greatest good the little maid whose evidence cleared kit of the terrible charge against him lived to marry dick swiveller the clerk of brass the lawyer while meek mrs quilp after her husband's drowning married a clever young man and lived a pleasant life on the dead dwarf's money the fate of the others whose wickedness has been a part of this story was not so pleasant the two gamblers who tempted the old man to steal mrs jarley's strong-box were detected in another crime and sent to jail brass became a convict condemned to walk on a treadmill chained to a long line of other evil men and dragging wherever he went a heavy iron ball after he was released he joined his wicked sister sally and the two sank lower and lower till they might even be seen on dark nights on narrow london streets searching in refuse boxes for bits of food like twin spirits of wickedness and crime when kit had grown to be a man and had children of his own he often took them to the spot where stood what had been the old curiosity shop and told them over and over the story of little nell and he always ended by saying that if they were good like her they might go some time where they could see and know her as he had done when he was a boy end of section three